0: Hey, folks, welcome to episode 115. This episode features Brandon Workman, an entrepreneur, teacher, and rock climber. Brandon has spent years climbing in the Cascades and abroad. Four years ago, Brandon opened a rock climbing gym in Burlington, Washington. I'm often fascinated by people who, like, pursue what you'd call an unconventional career. And that would be... You know, when you're doing something with not a clear set path, like how do you get into, uh, how do you be a hip hop artist? Like where do you practice, right? How do you learn how to do all of like the professional things? Even before the internet, it's like, you know, so you'd have to run into someone and have them mentor you or find a book, right? If there was one available. And, you know, Brandon's case is very similar. It's like come into rock climbing, spend all your time doing this thing. Because you love it. And over time, you have, like, skills and abilities. And there's different ways you could leverage that so that you can spend more time doing it, you know? You can get paid for it as long as your community finds it valuable. But when you do that, there's certain consequences, right? Like, if you're going to teach, there's less time that you're going to be able to spend um, focusing on your projects or, like, performing at your fullest potential. And if you're obsessed or focusing on, you know, competing professionally, um, there's caveats to that as well because you have to be 100% hyper-focused to your potential that you miss out on other things, right? And I love hearing about how people walk that path. Brandon was a lot of fun to talk to, and it was really helpful, given that he's like a he's a parent and he has this obsession that <laughs> extends beyond his professional life. I love listening to how he considers the balance. Hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did. If you'd like to check out um, Brandon or his gym, uh, Riverstone in Burlington, Washington, you can find him at Riverstone.com um, and on social media as Riverstone. Without any further ado, here's Brandon.
1: Opening a climbing gym has, has allowed me to do that. Mm-hmm. To sort of make my play place uh, a workplace as well. And, um, so, but uh definitely, uh, also find myself not climbing as much as I, I yeah. used to at the same time. So, um, yeah, keeping those, those two things separate. Um, it's tough sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. especially when you see your buddies, uh, you know, climb having a good time and, and you have to be all about the business. And, yeah. um, so, and I, I would say like the majority of our members, like I, I feel first, like they're my friends, <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then second, they're patrons of the, of the gym. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a little strange sometimes, for sure. I, uh, and I'm still learning how to kind of manage that. Yeah, I think it's cool. I've met several people who've been in a situation where they
0: really love the, the activity that they're being of service of, right? Um, like whether it's having a gym and, and being a teacher or maybe creating content in there. I guess it's more teaching, because teaching's a big one. Hmm. Uh, it, teaching and, and owning a business and having people pay for that for that service and to be able to be a part of that community, right? Hmm. Um, where the some people want to, like, throw it all the way. Not throw it all the way, but compartmentalize it to... Between their professional life and then the the activity that they like to do, even when that overlaps, right? To where it's like, I'm here for for climbing and business and then there's no friendship, right? Or uh, martial arts and business and no friendship. And Mm -hmm. I can't keep it personal because it'll like ruin the relationship, but like- What what I've, and then there's other people where, you know, they, they fall on a variety of other, where they set those boundaries, right? Right, right. Um, To to the point to where maybe they even give like people like deals and discounts because they're really close to them, right? Mm. Like those are like kind of the two big extreme paradigms. Sure, sure. And like, I feel, I feel like you're part of a community, whether or not you're, it's family um, or uh, professional, Mm. right? And, or interest-based. And that when you're doing it with finances when you're an entrepreneur, um, you're fiscally accountable for the boundaries that you set mm. so like if I screw up and set boundaries with don't set boundaries properly with my um, like uh, mother in- law right um, or one of my good friends and they just uh, walk all over me mm-hmm. and there might be some like emotional consequences right um, that I have to deal with but that doesn't make everyone deal with those problems Mm. they don't make those problems seem like apparent and urgent Mm. but when it has to deal with money it seems very apparent and urgent and it makes us most people consider that if you're gonna be in business for any you know amount of time and like I think that's just the dance of life right and I think it's cool that you're in an opportunity depending on how you look at it right because you could hate it um where you get to think about those boundaries Mm. and you get you get rewarded financially if you think about them well
1: uh, uh uh look i mean lucky for me i i our community is is, is so yeah. awesome and uh, i it, it seems like they take that part of it out of, out of the equation and mm-hmm. and th- meaning they i've never had anybody really take advantage of like my good nature um mm-hmm. or anything like that so that that's definitely um you know something i could i could see being a, a problem if if you didn't have a community that was as tight as, as ours, um then uh you you could get people that try to take advantage of of your good nature and that that sort of thing. And uh I, yeah, I, I certainly haven't experienced that, um um, you know, with with people that I have become friends with. And, <laughs> first and foremost and you know and they are uh big big supporters of, of the gym and and thus like supporting my my life and, mm-hmm. and how i put dinner on the table for the kids so i hope what i offer them is of mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh equal value and that, that's all i want to get out of this you know and
0: Mm-hmm. See, I think that's cool because that it's exactly that. Where like all your your thoughts and ideas and your ability to bring them into fruition and to support you know also the community's wants and wishes, right? Or your customer base, whatever that is. Um, like once again, that's like how how you're that's how you're competitive mm-hmm. in that way. That's how you succeed is, you know, how to be that person that's, like, approachable and that sets those boundaries, navigate all of that. And that's, like, I feel like that is very close and in line with, perhaps I'm assuming things, but with Mm. what you strive for as a person, right? Because, like, you strive to be a better climber, a better community person Mm. um, and to have more knowledge to be able to share in this experience. And, like, you're not packing boxes and having to figure out how packing boxes is going to... um, is going to help you better your life, right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty clear, and in, in any of these situations, even when you're sitting behind the desk, that there's ways that this is helping you in a grinder.
1: No, uh, yeah, That's, yeah. it's. it's uh, I'm very lucky in that I get to see that happen instantly. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, when you help somebody at at the gym, you know, we're not saving lives or anything, but we yeah. we better people's lives. I feel like uh, on a whole uh, every day, and then mm-hmm. you can you get. The, a chance to see that instantly, which is just—it's uh, just awesome when you see somebody smile. And yeah, you, know, you you see, also see people uh, complain about, oh, yeah, that route sucks or <laughs> yeah. whatnot But you know, that that just makes me want to try harder to to do better. Cool. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty unique situation that I uh, that I'm in, and um, definitely feel blessed and lucky to to be there. Have
0: how long have you been aware that you've enjoyed watching other people enjoy rock climbing?
1: Oh man. Um, I guess the first time I took anybody out, out, outdoors and, um, seeing them light up in the way that I did when I was shown, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I, I just kind of think that's the way it was. Like my friends taught me, and I taught other people. They teach other people, and mm-hmm. just kind of something that you can pass along this this little bit of knowledge that you that you learned and gained through the years doing it. And um, yeah, I, um, yeah, it just feels good. It mm-hmm. Feels good. Do you do you see that as a natural progression
0: with the climbers that you that you've met? Where were they like started and? Start learning to climb, and then, like, over time, they have this delight in bringing people and teaching them and showing them? Because I remember mentorship was, like, a big thing in climbing at one point.
1: Yeah, I'd say it, not everybody, for yeah. sure. Like, uh, you know, some people just took what, what I had to to show them and, and then uh, expanded from there. <laughs> and yeah. some of them at a really high, you know, fast rate, which... Uh, um and you know rather than rather than maybe even focused on sharing that which mm-hmm. i'm sure they did a fair mm-hmm. amount of that too but um you know just it wasn't become, like their primary focus wasn't their yeah. primary focus as uh i mean you know probably none of mm-hmm. uh, the people that i taught it became their primary focus but you know some more than others i yeah. guess and some but, were more focused on just getting really good at climbing and And doing uh, these uh, radical routes that we all want to do,
0: but it's like an interesting thing because once you start doing it, you know you might have these like these initial goals, and then um, as you learn the thing, maybe climbing, you realize you might have different preferences. I've seen like it's for my question, it's like what would make you want to open up a gym or be a professional climber or be a guide and I know there's like all sorts of opportunity right um but it's interesting because I feel like there's like very hard preferences in people because I I'll meet some people where like they're it's lower in their list of priorities of like thinking of others and and how they're doing right mm-hmm. like maybe you go to a tournament and you have teammates there and you care about them and you want them to win but like that's like you know maybe third on your list of things sure, you're thinking about sure. and you're just like obsessing about your match coming up you're putting everything you can in that's your highest priority and then you see that other person right where they're like they're out they're checking in with their teammate they're doing everything to keep their teams like stoke and morale hmm. high
1: yeah it's true it's uh and i think that changes you know it's uh certainly like starting a gym i, I mm-hmm. Was doing it for myself, you mm-hmm. know, and then for a handful of buddies, like, hey, we need a place to, to work out, get strong, and, and train during the, the wintertime. And then, like well okay we got to have some kid programs because the gym can't survive that kid program and then you know the kid programs blow up and and it's like man these kids are getting so good so quick and it's like i'm getting a really a lot of joy out of watching these kids progress in the way they're doing and so it becomes something else and it's always evolving i feel like and Mm. um you know, there's for all kinds of reasons, and some of them selfish. Some of them are, you know, you, like we talked about earlier mm-hmm. that that uh, gratification that you get when you see somebody else succeed, succeed, and knowing that you had a little bit of something to do with that is a very special feeling. You know, mm-hmm. so, but, I but can, it's a selfish feeling, yeah. At the same time, <laughs> yeah, it really, it
0: really is, and that's like where I I, I like that check in because then you don't get that thing where like. This holier than thou person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, where there is, like, you do have all true, like true altruism, right? Mm-hmm. But still, <laughs> there's that selfish little kernel in there. And mm-hmm. that's great. And that's why I say that. And I think that's important to think about because if there's people that hold themselves back from trying anything, whether they're like a parent, right? And they're like, if I climb, it means I take away for a little ch- time for my child, or if I run, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, or even money wise, like maybe you can barely afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, like,
1: it's kind of where, you know, it starts. It starts yeah. taking care of your own self. Yeah, take care of yourself and- so you can take care of others and, and keep on passing that, that energy. And absolutely. If you don't take care of yourself first and foremost, then that's, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to do these other things that feel feel good. Yeah, and, exactly. And feel good to other people, too. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And- I've watched people try to do that, and they like self-martyr to the point of suffering. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. then, when they're trying to help those people, they're only just creating this like, you know, very negative environment. And it's like, oh, that sucks. Because like, what makes me like, you know, really feel f- for them, and even feel for myself, who's been in similar situations, is like, oh, they're really suffering. You know, mm-hmm. like they're really unhappy. And now there's this like clout of
1: unhappiness. Mm-hmm yeah there could be too much uh you know, yeah. sacrifice you know it's uh but uh yeah it's it's uh balance i suppose it's, like anything
0: uh, have you ever have you had that when you opened the gym where you had to like the gym had commanded or not commanded, but you wanted to focus on it and do your best by it, and you realized that there were some other things that you weren't thinking about and they were uh and it was hurting you in some way uh like i'm sorry like if you were to open a gym like you i imagine when you initially open a climbing gym you'll have to come to the realization where like you want this thing to be successful and it'd be easy to forget about like oh you know to schedule in climbing for your own self or schedule in like hanging with the family oh and like have you ever had that where it almost it got away from you and you had to
1: like reflect and change Oh yeah. Uh, my wife keeps me in check she all the does? time does she, for sure. Is that either. what really
0: helps is having someone there who's just like keeps that base or, or oh, reminds yeah. you.
1: She keeps me grounded a uh, big time. Uh, I definitely, I mean I've been all absorbed by this thing for the last four and a half years really. Cause it took about a year to, to <laughs> put, put together and everything. And, um, you know many l- sleepless nights and of uh, anxiety filled nights and um and to where like like what what have I done? done 'cause I had a pretty solid career before mm-hmm. for this, and I knew I'd be paying taking a pay cut uh, is totally worth it um if I get to do what I love to do mm-hmm. um I didn't exactly i liked what I did before, but I didn't mm-hmm. love it, yeah, um, I didn't have that overlap between the things that you would just do without pay right absolutely yeah and And so, yeah, it definitely, it took, it took um, my better half to kind (laughs) of reel me back in something like, hey, buddy, you need to, you need to be good here at home too. And, uh, and put some time in with the the kids and, you know, just like let that shit go for a night or two and, um, Mm You know sometimes I'd listen, <laughs> yeah <laughs> is it help has it always helped you in the
0: past, like even before the climbing gym, just you know throughout your life, to have certain people there to like kind of anchor you and ground you in that way that you can confide in, oh. or have you always been able to just kind of
1: no I, I deal with it on your own? done anything without uh, my my friends I mean thinking. Right out of high school, I had absolutely no direction, and, mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, I don't, I was, yeah, I was considering all kinds of stuff, really? like, I moved to Nebraska to go to college, because my father moved back there for a little while, mm-hmm. so glad I didn't do that, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, life would have been so different, it's, it's always strange to think about, but if I didn't have my friends in place to say, hey, mm-hmm. there's a... Thing called snowboarding you should really move to mammoth with us with mm. us and 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 try it out for a while you can get some you know dishwashing job and do whatever it yeah. takes we'll just get a group home and and snowboard every day oh, and, and while we figure out life and mm-hmm. so wow i mean it yeah it's so my yeah my people have my back yeah it started a long time ago for sure that's and ever since so i feel lucky to have always had somebody in, in my corner there I, I don't know that i would have been able to do anything mm-hmm. alone you know i'm definitely it's somebody that like i feel independent like i don't rely on other people but mm-hmm. i definitely other people bring the best out in in me right? yeah like.
0: and it's i find that that people you can kind of game a situation right Where or, or like Look at your own life, and there's certain things that seem essential to, to use an individual. And it's so varied, but, like, it's fun and perhaps painful at times to uh, figure out what works, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, um, there isn't—it's why it's not really a hard, clear, set way to do things. Like, if I were in your situation and that were the way that I would cope with my obsession— or not my obsession. Sorry, that I would cope with something that I'm like really into, right? And mm-hmm. that takes hold of my attention. No obsession. Like, yeah, obsession. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and I would, um, I would. Per, per, for me, that wouldn't work. Mm. And there would have. There's a different kinds of coping mechanisms that have worked. F- okay, no there's different things that i'm trying to get to work for me (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i've experienced like something similar to that and it's hard but for me like you know just a quick context on that for people like reflecting on their own lives Mm -hmm. like i grew up i've never been around someone for a consistent amount of time to develop a friendship beyond two years Mm -hmm. and like i don't really know what familiarity with my environment is because like I've moved throughout my childhood to the point to where there is no going back to an area where I could say like, I watched that tree grow Mm, or like, mm. Oh, you remember this street? Like I remember like, you know, the street that I grew up on when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. but I have like faint memories that only last
1: like five years out there. So I don't, that makes it harder when you don't have true roots. And I, I could relate to that Mm -hmm. in a way too. I mean, I definitely have some roots and, Mammoth Lakes and I, I definitely did some growing up there but uh I, I can understand where you're coming from where you you, you don't where is home like where is mm-hmm. like really like my where do I come from you Yeah. Know? so it's that's a it's tough you know and, but um obviously you have you have people in your corner mm-hmm. now oh it's, yeah uh,
0: well I found the cool thing was is that like you really hit on something with that community aspect or just like people right um Is that – because I used to be, like, isolationist at one point where if I was having a hard time, I'd just be alone. Mm. And, like, I'd spend a lot of time alone. And I realized that, like, that is – we're social creatures, right? Mm. So that could be – I don't usually try to get dogmatic about things, but, like, that, like, that's pretty – pretty destructive if you don't have if you're not opening up and like connecting with people and telling people everything that you're like at least someone right um, Mm -hmm. or collectively people Mm -hmm. what you're experiencing um, and so that you're not just going off of your own
1: thoughts Mm -hmm. Um, and could be self-destructive I think that's why so many musicians are you know they're very internal but they have this Way of getting it all out there through their music, and, oh, like through yeah, your- and
0: they and they do it through the through the platform of commerce. Mm. I never thought of that. Mm. That's because that's like it's an interesting thing what they what they say um, with is uh, analytical psychology, mm. which is where like the reason why analytical like uh, psychology works, right, um, or or psychotherapy is you talk, right, and I don't have to say anything. I can listen, mm-hmm. and based on my because eighty percent of it's body language, right? Based on my facial reactions and whatever reactions I give, you are literally like outsourcing your consciousness onto me. Mm. Like you might, it's mostly entirely subconscious, but you're saying mm. all these things and to vent, right? Like mm. what a lot of term a lot of people use. Mm. And what in reality you're doing is is you're trying to see what's fucking insane. Mm. and and doesn't fly for people, just consensus reality, and what does. Mm. And, like, your subconscious is putting in, like, okay, so this is what I can hold on to and this is what I can't. Mm. And you see it even, maybe even as a parent, right, where, like, all of your opinions and beliefs on how parenting should be done and create this, like, very fragile and one-sided child, whereas, like, the whole world comes in and influences who this person is. And, mm. like, what I learned through being the isolationist was that, like, You could spend all this weird time spinning in circles um, and getting, like, lost in, like, delusions, right? Because there's no one there, like, checking your bullshit or saying, Mm. like, that's, you know, giving you a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And... so like if you whether it's you get really uh, obsessed with things, um, whether it's you don't communicate really well, you're not opening up to people, like having people, have being a part of a community where people can give you genuine feedback because they love and care about you, mm-hmm. like that's yeah that's like a
1: if you're not feeling very happy, like that's a good place to start. Yeah, we we um. have to have that as humans. We I mean we crave it and. Mm-hmm. um yeah, it was, it's funny, like the laugh track thing I was t- talking to you about earlier, <laughs> kind of touched on that, that, uh, you know, why, why were you feeling this feeling when mm-hmm. it was just a laugh track? It was totally artificial. It's because we naturally don't want to be isolated. We, we need to have mm. community interaction, the community, we need laughter, we need interaction and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just—it sort of remind me of that's, this thing yeah, I listened to cool. today. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it's not—it's—it's. Uh, uh, I think you can do some incredible art. People can bring out some incredible art when they isolate, and then they're they're in their mind, and they can conjure up things that maybe they couldn't when they are in a group setting. But mm-hmm. but then if you let yourself dwell in that world too long it could it could mm-hmm. be a dangerous thing for sure. yeah. and you go back to that balance right mm-hmm. and it's really good like we
0: were talking before the podcast is like even withholding like um everyday routine right or um things that you're like if you were to you know sleep in a place that's entirely uncomfortable right um the alleviation of that momentary discomfort will cause a renewed sense of perspective
2: mm-hmm. you know and
0: it's like um that's where I think it's important in those senses is to know like if anyone's out there has a preference for isolation or has a preference with like oh when I'm alone I feel like you know really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. like to go do that thing Mm -hmm. you know even for just for a little bit like because you're not going to change who you are I mean you got preferences right like that's Mm like like I said is is, is, you keep going and you reach like this pretend mastery you know
1: Mm -hmm. it's you're still dealing with the same things, just in a different, complex way. Yep, yep. You know? Like Tyler says, get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take a cold shower. <laughs> Take a cold shower. I don't know about that, man. Oh. That's, that's getting crazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all pleasure. It's just shivering.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's so funny that you say that. Like, I, I, It brings me back to um, South Hauser Tower this summer, and, and like, to where like I, I was... Just getting pretty cold it was, mm-hmm. it was shivering and um and we had just been struck by lightning and shit but wait what <laughs> wait tell me about this oh yeah well oh uh, so this summer, yeah, we did uh Becky Schnard and, and got caught in a little lightning storm. But Oh um, wow, where's that at? It's um, in the bugaboos, can't B C. Oh uh, but multi pitch track? Yeah, it's old uh classic uh is developed in the sixties, uh sixty five I wanna say. Mm-hmm. Becky Fred Becky and Yvonne Schnard. Um yeah, just classic, classic big wall route and um anyways we did there was nothing forecasted and and uh so we uh let's, thought, let's go for it, it was, mm-hmm. i think one of the first um teams up there um on in that particular summer um oh, so it wow. had just snowed pretty pretty good so okay. a lot of people were avoiding it because was still a lot of snow on anyways we got to the top and or near the top, uh, little clouds were kind of rolling in. And then all of a sudden little thunder bursts in the distance, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then, um, and, uh, we, there's a, you, you get to the top past the crux and you have to do a rappel down to a notch and then finish up with like 600 feet of scrambling climbing. Mm-hmm. And, um, when we got down into that notch, the, the clouds had come in right over us at this point, and it was an actual real thunderstorm. And, um, wow. so we heard a couple claps, and then, um, and then all of a sudden, we heard one bit. We, we thought we just wait out the storm there, and, mm-hmm. and we're on this ledge anchored in. Uh, how big was the ledge? It was dinner table, probably seven. like for me to the wall. Um, oh, and wow. Then, about like this uh so it's you know a decent four size wow like four feet
0: wide and like eight i don't know whoops six feet long yeah, it was like six yeah. by two or something like I'm that i am never uh, be so. an architect i wanted to be but.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> close <laughs> enough. yeah <it> was, wow <laughs>
1: like on a little ledge like that you're in like a, a cotton lightning storm Oh uh, yeah it sucked uh so yeah when the <laughs> when the lightning hit it uh we Felt the ground charge. It was, Wait, it was just a kind of a flat. What does
0: it feel like when the ground charges? What's
1: that? Uh, f- I don't know. I've never been uh, had one of those AED machines. Yeah, I want to try. But that's how it felt. Yeah, um, is the best way I can <laughs> if, describe it. If, but if it was, I don't
0: die, would you get one of those and just hit me? Come uh, on Let's just do it I'm maybe, just kidding Maybe if they, Yark, Yark's a doctor really so what it feels like,
2: like <laughs> though? Wow think, or, or like I something similar I, to that Like
0: you actually It's kind of like Thumped like you in have, the chest cur- Like you feel like You have current That like ran through you
1: kinda. Yeah Whoa a Thump in the chest I, get, I had a burn on my foot My right foot got burned What? Um, but uh, And then Andrew was to my left He he didn't He got the flash And he, and uh-huh. then, like the Thump to the chest But uh, oh, Okay hold on You're good It's uh 15 more minutes and then uh, Yark, the uh, on my right, he actually was temporarily paralyzed for uh, a couple hours, actually. So, well, how,
0: what was going on in your mind with, with for you guys like at that moment? Were you guys concerned about him, or did you know that it was only going to be temporary?
1: Well, I kind of when People. I came to because I kind of I don't think I got knocked out, but it was like such a bright flash I couldn't see for a little mo- for a moment, and it was getting dark at this point. I looked at Andrew initially. I'm like, "Are we alive?" And he said, "Yeah." And we're like, holy shit, holy shit. And then I looked over at York on York's side, and he was rolling on the ground. And he was like, oh, oh, my legs, my legs, my legs. And uh, I can't feel my legs. And so at at that point, we were just, oh, man, like, I don't know if we're going to die up here or whatever. But um, we thought we had an emergency emergency. transponder beacon, or beacon. Yeah. and so andrew and i should we call it like uh, they won't be able to come get us now but maybe by morning if the storm lets up then they'll be able to come pluck us off or at least pluck yark off and we can get out of here and um yark wouldn't let us do that he's like hold on for a second just wait and his buddy is you know still like not able to <laughs> sit up so he's just kind of moving his leg over like that oh and, my gosh uh, we thought we were screwed and then about an hour in, he's like, I'm starting to get some feeling back, guys. I'm starting to feel back <laughs> and hour and a half. He's like, help me up. I want to try help to stand up and we helped him up and then he thought that he could stand up and we sort of let him stand on his own. Uh-huh. And he almost crumpled and broke his ankle. You oh can my see gosh. His day, I watched his ankle kind of fold over. Sorry. You're mm-hmm. fine. But uh so we then we consider like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. let's call on the chopper, you know. Yeah. And, um, but Yark's know <laughs> tough Polish <Wow>. guy, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. He said, No, we're not calling him yet. I, I'm starting to feel like really, guys, I can feel my legs. <laughs> since <laughs> eventually he's standing up and he's uh and he's stomping in his feet, he's like, ah, it's yeah. coming back, guys, it's oh. coming back. Oh, my gosh. And uh, yeah, long story wow. short, he was able to rally and we got ourselves out of there, didn't have to call a chopper in, and uh, Got up to t- Andrew. Actually stepped up big time and got us up this nasty mix terrain. You know, uh, kind of. I was out of my element there for sure. It's like I'm, I'm good on the rock, but then that mixed stuff just doesn't uh, do me well. No. So I was happy, ha- happy to pass those pitches off. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Yes. Thank you, Andrew. But um, yeah, but I, I can't remember what the. What were we talking about? It got me in this the story, but it's talking about, um, had to do with standing on, being on the ledge. Yeah, it was, cla- oh. Oh, God. oh,
0: I was struck by lightning. No, that was cool. I've never been struck by
1: lightning. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, well, I mean, that's terrible. I'm sorry. But like, I'm just like, I've been scared because I came down like uh, Liberty Bell and I'm like, we were going, we were piling oh. down. I did my research on the weather and I'm like, oh. This look like thunderheads and they start coming in and I'm and I'm rapping down and then as we pass this uh, climbers are going up there and um and then we as we pass them then just thunder's just starting to hit'm yeah. i like whoa it's- I've always been frightened to be stuck up in one but like I've you, had you some hair normal. razors. And,
1: <laughs> well, thank you. That's are welcome. <laughs> I occasionally have a little, like, uh, zing, zingy feeling, but uh, mm. no, I'm just joking. No, no, <laughs> it, it, it.
0: Sometimes when the lights go out in my house, I just put a finger That's
1: in it. Right. <laughs> we were joking that uh, Yark had light cigars with his pointer <laughs> finger. <laughs> or this finger. Oh, did I wish that happened? <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine what I can do with my other parts. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, breathe fire down there.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, that's I, awesome. Sorry, I don't um, know what got good. me on that uh, little rim, but uh, it had something to do with what we were talking about. <laughs> but now I've totally lost. You know
0: track. what's nuts, though, is that like. This sense of so I feel I felt it in jujitsu like when you go out in a tournament or when you're training with these people and you're trusting them not to hurt you because you know you tap before a break occurs or you tap before you go mm. unconscious mm-hmm. with the choke and like you get this like really big sense of community mm. and like it's awesome because. It's, you know, it's a shared, um, shared sense of discomfort, right? And the shared goal that you have, you're individually pursuing it, but everyone's pursuing kind of a similar thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you get to rejoice in that. And I, for personally, I haven't felt like a, uh, it's not like the same as familial bonding, but like, I feel like a sense of bonding that is, um, that I've never experienced before mm-hmm. outside of those things. And when I take family to do it, it's like, oh, now I'm even closer with you in this, like, really mm-hmm. unique way. When I take friends, it's like, oh, wow. And, and in a sense, sometimes in ways that I feel closer to people when I share an experience like that with them than I do with my family members who have never had, like, a, a <laughs> hardship to to gather around, mm-hmm. other than, like, something traumatic. And that usually, it's it's not, still not the same. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it could be, like, a, a traumatic hardship, but I'm still not rejoicing around it like this positive hardship that mm. i participated in
1: yeah and yeah no, i know what you mean it's, being up there on
0: a multi-pitch too like i feel like so that's like a step farther which is like your brain i guess depending on how conditioned you are to the environment is like worried about imminent death most of the time mm. and then you have all these like you might be with someone who's reassuring you right and then you know it comes and it goes between you and your partner um the whole time like you're literally in a part where your your mind and your body you're like this is a terrifying this is not good i'm going to die and you're with a friend and they're like oh it's all right yeah and then maybe Oops. it'll flip and like i don't i feel like you don't get there it's hard to get there without, you know, taking it way back in the day and go off into war, or go into the mm-hmm. the wilderness,
1: and we got to hunt our food, and we're kind of screwed if we don't get the deer today. Like, right, right, yeah. yeah. It, it, uh, it's fight or flight, and it's uh, complete reliance on on your buddies. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I really like that. It builds instant. Instant, uh, really strong bonds with people. The trust
0: has to be negotiated like quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. And you may not know this person, you know, with that much, with that much depth outside of climbing, but Mm -hmm. that. so what I love about it is it it, it 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 can really be like the tightest of bonds with people um, because you've experienced these kinds of experiences with especially if you add in some <laughs> adventurous <laughs> yeah. things like that. It's uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, always feel uh, a special bond with those two guys. You know, after that incident for sure. It, uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty amazing thing climbing. And community and, mm-hmm. uh, and people and people that it brings together. It's, it's a, it's a neat thing. Um, it, it, yeah, it is. Cause like
0: I still would have a hard time making like, the workplaces, you know? Um, I don't know. Like a workplace is a really good example because like you could trust someone without actually trusting them, right? Like just to get the job done. Sure. But like, once again, if it's in your life, is in your first of all, if, you're, if you feel like your life's in your in someone else's hands or you feel like a goal is in someone else's hands one of those two Mm. right like that's when you start to negotiate that trust a little more Mm. and for me it's personally though i don't know if it's just because i'm growing as a person but it's been a lot easier for me to just like be a person around other people and not try to like make myself into some fictional thing or like be really like anxious and like caught up um and how they'd perceive
1: me, right? And, like, uh, worried. I think some of that comes with age, for sure. That's, yeah. Uh, that, and I think, uh, how old are you again? 25. 25. Yeah, you're a little ahead of your days, so, though. But for me, like getting into the 30s, it, all the ego stuff or persona or just status really yeah. started to mean very little. And then mm. when you have kids, it even means less. Oh, no, yeah, no, <laughs> you know, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's the it, kids, kids really do like are a pretty big leveler, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure is. Did you, did you have a moment to where when you, when you had kids that you had to like reprioritize the goals that you had and like how did you reconcile with that or, or did uh, you? Yeah.
1: I knew how to like chill out on the Alpine stuff when, you know, first born and, you know, little things like I had Mm -hmm. an enduro bike, I was starting to get into Mm -hmm. enduro biking and had a couple of close calls and thought, uh, like what's more important here, you know, enjoying Mm -hmm. this uh, enduro bike or living to see my kid's 10th birthday. So that's, uh, yeah, your priorities definitely get straightened out and, um, you know obviously it's it's like there's no question about that kind of stuff it's easy to let the enduro bike go yeah exactly (laughs) but climbing on the other hand is (laughs) so is that is that (laughs) is it hard for you to get
0: because the reason why they say dad bod right is like people get dad like a dad body is, is is I don't think it has anything to do with, like, a physicality. I think it has to do with more mm. of an experience, which it's like, I have a child, I love this child, and all I think about is this child. Mm. And it's not everyone, but some people end up going that way. Like I was saying before about, like, being selfish and, like, taking time for yourself, mm. right? But you're really helping your kid to, like, when you take some By amount By taking of care time. of yourself. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, did you ever have that problem where you're, like, oh, I'm neglecting climbing now, or is it pretty easy? F- was it more that you had to focus you had to pull your attention to the kids and keep uh, nah, yourself in I, check.
1: I, I think I, uh, you know, for, because of that reason, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a very nice person to be around if I haven't gotten some, yeah. <laughs> some things in for see, myself. So You like, came I, into that
0: before you had children and, and kind of growing up. Like you learned these skills and you learned kind of what you like to do. Mm-hmm. And then you had kids. And I think that really informs it because you already kind of built those habits and routines, right?
1: Right. Yeah. I, I think, I think I was less likely to tr- like get into new things mm-hmm. after I had kids, for sure. Um, you know, like the enduro bike thing. Yeah, that, that was kind of new. I never rode motorcycles before. It was I something that them, I right? wanted to get. <laughs> there are a lot of fun. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but you know, getting into, new things, uh, get, mm-hmm. get into the new things. Get, getting the new things. Definitely took went to the wayside yeah. uh but uh doing things that I was already accustomed to. Like I couldn't wanna I didn't wanna let all that go away just you know, to um for the for the kids, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been a good father if I had. Mm-hmm. I, I feel Makes like sense. if I didn't take her myself a little bit and, and I could definitely tone it down. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't uh, doing doing quite as crazy stuff as i did before i had kids but um i, I wasn't willing to give it up completely either so yeah. some parents do i, I mm-hmm. know my friend daryl you know when he had uh kids and um pretty much just packed it up so yeah, i'm done climbing um, yeah part part of that had to do with uh, our, our buddy chris dying but mm-hmm. um he's definitely a father figure to him but he uh yeah, I think that was part of it, but I think most of it was that he, he thought that to be the best dad he could be, mm-hmm. he should he should go that route, and I I respect that. You know, I I couldn't do it, but yeah. um, definitely respect him for making that decision. And I think he's a good good father for sure.
0: Yeah, I do too, and that's where I I more have the response like good instead of the good job. I say, oh, interesting, because it's that. It's like it's almost like an artistic or like there's like this like creative room for you to experiment with where you draw that line in a way that's like that we couldn't argue. That's like, oh, that's pretty terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's extremes that are, oh, it's pretty terrible. But there's like huge range in between where it's like, <laughs> you know, whatever you do, it's like, it's so interesting for me to see what the kids think about the situation mm-hmm. as they grow up, and like, and then how you perceive your own self. Because like the one that that hurts me or that doesn't hurt me, that the one thing that I try to keep in check is like, first of all, am I doing something that um, my body doesn't wither away? and like doesn't have to be taken seriously like good posture you know Mm -hmm. nothing's hurting or anything I got good range of motion like Mm -hmm. as long as I'm doing activities to keep me going like that like for now that's how I'm measuring my success and I just like to see people because I've met people who've had a family Or maybe they thought They were at A certain age Where they're like I'm gonna start Mountaineering Or stop doing my You know my sport mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, And I love to know What their quality Of life is like You know
1: Yeah, yeah. that's If they're happy Then that's, that's You know Precisely. I guess that's how You measure that As happiness But yeah, and, like, yeah, on the other end of the spectrum, you see, like, uh, Mike LeBecky. Have you mm-hmm. ever seen that oh, guy? No, I have not. He brings his daughter out to, like, uh, Greenland on these really obscure, like... Oh, yeah, I do know, yeah. It's just, like, to me, I'm just, like, cringing as a parent thinking, God... But And he's like They're extreme, happy
0: But he's made it To where they're like Happy And then you listen To his daughter And you're like That sounds so cool uh, Exactly
1: It's like it, it, One side of me Is just like That is such An irresponsible dad uh-huh. Gosh darn him Like, yeah, yeah. But then the other side Is like God I really wish I had that connection With my daughter Yeah exactly
0: It's like How do you do that like, So
1: I don't know Who am I to say I guess Everybody's gotta Kind of Decide for themselves what, mm-hmm. what is the best route And Um Yeah, I, I, you know, know, short of like child abuse, like uh, I had a friend whose dad took him at like eight years old and 12 Mm -hmm. years old up Rainier and like forced him to, you know, you're going to the top of Rainier. That's, you know, a little bit overboard. He didn't really. He, he ironically he learned to love to do it and ha, it became a guide ironic, yeah. so wow you know th- there is some gray area there but <laughs> i i think that that was kind of a an extreme mm-hmm. thing to do and uh, force kid up very near like that but um you know er- everybody's everybody's different the family situation different um i'm, I'm nobody to just say otherwise you know mm-hmm. they should do otherwise but
0: yeah exactly
1: i love i love it in the, almost in the sense of like
0: trading cards like it's like how do you do it with your kids and then just listening to them and you know collecting those different perspectives along mm-hmm. the way yeah, yeah. is is cool and, and dallas is interesting because like i for me personally just reflecting on it listening to like dallas cloakies uh experience how he balanced like running and family and climbing mm-hmm. um which he seemed to put like a high amount of importance in, in all of those, and even his own, like, uh, spiritual beliefs, I guess. Yeah, like yeah church and, mm-hmm. and teaching, too. And that's always very interesting to me because I came into this thing, like, I had this very romanticized view of things because I hated working. And for me personally, <laughs> and I couldn't figure out if I was just lazy or in the wrong place. Uh, it turns out it was the being in the wrong place. Um, but I would... F- f- coming into it, I'd be like, okay... The thing for me to do for happiness for me is is to screw the job and figure out how to do the activities I like to do all the time. Mm. And, like, I always thought that was, like, just the goal that everyone would like to do. There's mm. some secret thing inside of you that you one day want to pursue for the rest of your life. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it's so, like, nuanced it's so naive because mm. you see these people who, like are you know do many things but they're not great at all of them mm-hmm. right but they, they're kind of good at them and they they have beautiful overlaps and perspectives and you know fun um, and then you see other people who like given up their whole life and pursued you know I'm gonna take care of my family mm-hmm. and like and then once again people who've just said I identify as like a climber and I have my family and that's that's what I am mm-hmm. and like for me if I were in that, like in a situation where you really like climbing in your family, I've tried to remove some other things in my life to focus on, um, you know, one sport or like one passion mm-hmm. and like, I'm always left wanting.
1: Mm-hmm. Like I, have, <laughs> I have, I have such a hard time with that, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, more yeah. of a jack of all trades kind of just, uh, or you just find enjoyment in too many different things in order yeah. to, uh, to focus in on, hone in on one thing, mm-hmm. you mean, or uh, it's, uh. Yeah, I think that's a okay okay th- way to be, you know, just uh, experience it as much as you can, try to absorb it all and if something catches then something if something takes, something takes. And yeah, and you run with it. But it's uh it's never been that way for for me. I mean, climbing definitely grabbed me, but it <laughs> I never thought like oh man i just want to be like the greatest climber mm-hmm. or, or, see that's a
0: weird thing it's like people who don't who don't do climbing or people who don't just pursue specifically something you watch on like a competitive thing um for outside of school like you know for their life right like it, it can almost just seem so cut and dry like okay to be a, a climber right? Like, like that's who you are. And you're going to be the person who's going to be like successful and notable is mm-hmm. become professional or become competitive and put all your time in like climbing the highest grade and doing mm-hmm. the craziest thing. And then you look at the, like the lifting, you know, similar thing, like lift the most weight, get the PR. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the, that's the, the narrative that people have. And it's like, no, there's way more in between. There's way more in between this. Right. Like, like for you, I don't think like, or I won't say that for me. My goal isn't to be to climb like 515 or to do like a 516A, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, one day. Like, that's not how I measure success. And running, I had to come to terms with that. Why the hell do you pay money and sign up a race if you're not trying to be first? Because mm-hmm. like, I climb and because I do jujitsu, like, I, the only way to do that is to get rid of all these things and to focus on that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or if I'm out here to enjoy, like, nature and to, like, push my body I just accept with finishing Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: seeing what that's like. But that's, like, a different reason to do it. Climbing is the same thing. Like, give me a reason to be out in nature and explore these mountains. Mm -hmm. And, like, and all of that that other shit that brings you into climbing, right? It has nothing to do with that. Like, for me, personally, the competitive nature Mm -hmm. of it is it doesn't have to be that
1: grade-chasing story or, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah, I guess I've never been that, that... kind of person that uh, sh- strive for mastery of anything mm-hmm. and just uh, always been attracted to to roots you know and, mm-hmm. and uh, of course challenging yourself you know it's, it's yeah. fun to challenge yourself it's more adventurous if you kind of like Tyler says get out of mm-hmm. your comfort zone
2: yes, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> and so that
1: you know mm-hmm. that there is like uh, pushing yourself in that way is mm-hmm. but it's Because it's fun, yeah, and it's uh, it's part of the adventure, but uh, yeah, man, it's uh, we some people take it way too serious, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Well,
0: but that's the thing, like, and I'll go to like way, way generalizing it is that's being out of your comfort zone, right? Is like if you're so concerned with great chasing and you're constantly trying like the hardest problems and for some reason you might like some people might get feedback in their life like oh i'm kind of burning out and mm-hmm. it's like well it's uncomfortable doing shit at my level and getting volume in or or doing shit at my level and exploring mm-hmm. you know the back country that i have and it's like oh there's my resistance you know and there's like there's like all these kinds of
1: problems in there mm-hmm. and just like individual styles right of climbing like you know it's if you're, the beauty of it there's so many different ways to challenge yourself yeah. right? and it doesn't have to be one way or the other and your way could be different from their way and and vice versa so yeah that's uh it's a beautiful thing is it's not so cut and dry as you know like a basketball game it's like mm-hmm. whoever puts the ball in the hoop more is gonna win the game yeah you know? and, and it's uh it's pretty black and white, I guess. And mm-hmm. yeah.
0: It's almost there.
1: I just need to ask him. <laughs> Are gonna, we there I'm gonna, yet? Up. I'm gonna
0: ask him one more series of questions because I'm really interested in it. How about
1: one one more beers worth? Yes. Okay. I'll I'll drink it fast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's a shotgun? poke a hole in the can.
1: See, I'm such a good influence. <laughs> I am too. I'm a father. And I'm just like,
0: let me bring up the most terrible reference I can think of.
1: Did you read the blueprint on how to be a dad? No. No, me neither. Oh, darn it, man. Yeah, I
0: kind of got a. Loft in the garbage a couple of times.
1: Oh, kind, I of, kind of around, like climbing, so you know, like, just kind exactly. of go along with it. and yeah. Wherever it takes, yeah. Exactly. Figure it as you go. My teacher was
0: like my dad, absent. <laughs> Kid's still alive? Yep. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm doing a good job. Yep, I did better than the people before me, so I'm good. <laughs> you go. uh, so, you, you really like to
1: climb obscure routes, right? Mm. Like, yeah, I've always been attracted to obscure routes. I mean I, I, I like doing the classics yeah. and that kind of thing too. But um yeah, on on like a consistent level I I kinda like being in isolated mm-hmm. areas a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You see that that part of like your little
0: bit of your personality and your preferences, right? And like um is that what draws
1: you to Darrington? D- uh Darrington? Um yeah, it was it was just a it's a unique a unique area in that it, it has such big stone and so few climbers. And mm. there's not a lot of places that I've experienced quite like that. Uh, I mean, uh, in the Sierras, if you school, had uh, something that was says- 1100, oh, out mm-hmm. of school. Nice. Let it snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, mm. yeah, I mean, if you had a 2000 foot face and yeah. there'd be lineups on it, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, Darrington's like you have several you know 10 to 22 pitch climbs out there that may not see an ascent that you've given year you. and that's it's, wild. it's it's a pretty cool thing it's not for everybody because it's mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a thrash getting out there and this is uh, just like because it's a super brushy um, super the, wet area right yeah it's super wet low elevation so you're you're in the tree line a lot and um that's mm-hmm. uh you know a lot of the domes are kind of exfoliating and What's that? The, uh well, it's just like the flakage is um you know coming off uh, ever so slowly as time goes by and um how big are these like flakes oh gosh <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a mobile area <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, oh gosh there's uh yeah. sometimes occasionally big ones but, to go okay Slint, we'll yeah, see you guys yeah, there. Oh no, oh, no, I won't. Oh, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, like,
0: are we talking about like like baby sized flakes, like like baby child sized flakes falling off, or like car size? Oh, uh,
1: all of the above, yeah. really. Yeah. I and mean, I've never That's had good. at Darrington, I don't think I've ever tried anything bigger mm-hmm. than like this table,
0: really. But wait, so. Tell me, tell me how it makes you feel to trundle something when it's safe. Like, do you get that thing where, like, you know, when you get up to the top? I don't do this anymore because climbing's ruined it for me, unfortunately. <laughs> but like, you know, when you get to the top of a ledge. And, like, when you're a kid and you just want to pee off of it, mm-hmm. or you just want to, like, throw a golf ball. Yeah, you know, that's a perfect way
1: to describe trundling. Really? Yeah, like, oh, love yeah. Trundle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the smell of the stone after the, the trundle block just <laughs> is pulverized and explodes. It's the best. We trundled a my friend Rad Robertson, and I trundled a trundle big one in um, the uh, Poseidon Wilderness. And um, I don't think I, think, I don't I'm still not sure if. Rad saw the block that—because I, I trundled a big block about this size of this table. Oh, that would be so cool to see. But it went over the top, and then it hit this tower, which it was probably like 20-some foot— by 15 foot say and uh-huh. the whole tower went Whoa, down after no the block way. hit that and then it went down Oh wow! and uh, <laughs> yeah that was kind of like almost too much like I I usually have a really good giddy feeling after trundling yeah. something big but that, that one made me sort of like uh, I feel a little sick inside <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: I should fuck something up <laughs> <laughs> exactly I think I might have shat myself yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, awesome. All good fun Now, Darrington's nice. a great area um, Yeah, definitely I highly recommend Checking out Illusion Wall If you haven't <laughs> been out there And um, last time I was out there, it was kind of getting overgrown, but it just doesn't but see traffic, you know? How it's, often do you have to maintain the growth to keep it at bay? Not on like? the rock. Uh, yeah. Fortunately yeah. for Darren too, like most of the rock is really clean. <laughs> <laughs> the cracks get filled with dirt and stuff. So you got to scrape out. So it, does mine. <laughs> the approach though, can get overgrown and just brushy and that sort of thing. Makes but, sense. Yeah. So it's, um yeah it's good to have traffic it's like one of those situations where it's like you want to have traffic out on these routes but just not too much yeah it's your school you don't have to answer
0: it that's the trip that i had when i was talking to brian bordeaux about fun rock right and fun rock's like a crowd out in Mazama that i think before like the internet really took hold of beta and sharing like your experiences climbing or doing your thing whatever Mm -hmm. right made it global Right, Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't as trafficked, and then as it got more trafficked, he's just like, "Yeah, it's awesome," and like, because you don't have to clean it regularly. All the routes look great, sure, sure, and that uh, traffic's great for you know moving all like the loose rock, right? Mm -hmm. And then you get to this (laughs) tipping point though, where he loved it because you know fun rocks more people, but. They get this tipping point to where it's like, oh, now I got lines.
1: Right, right. And
0: so you yeah, have this interesting thing where you do want more people, but you just, you know.
1: Yeah, that's. Uh, well, certainly owning and climbing gym, I, I I can't gripe about crowds. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Kind of like I'd be a big time hypocrite. Mm-hmm. If I, you know created all these new climbers and then said, damn it, don't go out to yeah, my yeah, crags. exactly. But, uh, so far, you know, in this obscure crags that I like to develop, they we yeah. haven't, you know, it's, it's been nice to see the number mm-hmm. of people that go out there. And I, I feel you like worry they're, I they're far enough out there where I don't think they're always ever going to be. Mm-hmm. I would think that they wouldn't ever be overrun and and you know the quality falls short of of like these premier areas of course mm-hmm. so that that's also going to tame the the crowds a little bit so
0: it's like why I like ultra running is being able to get back there and expose that like your experience that isolation pretty quickly you know mm-hmm. once you hit that like 5 it's not really once you hit that 10 mile mark like ooh it's um you don't run across very many people um but I the crowds it's like, a, it's like a problem that if you perceive it in a negative way, um, I feel like the, like the crowds, you can't change, right? Because you love the places. Mm-hmm. And by the nature of you loving it, other people would want to love it too. Like maybe I'm just an overstoker and I love sharing things mm-hmm. with people so much mm-hmm. that I'm really biased right now. But like um, the fact that I love it, right? Oh, and I have a kid. Whenever you try to do custody over a child, you know that the other person wants a kid just as much as you do. So, like, you can't just only think about what you want. So if I love climbing, a lot of other people love climbing. Mm -hmm. And it's healthy for me and it's helped me, you know, um, make those choices. So I need to look at it in some way and be supportive in whatever way I can be when I see those situations. So when I go to, I'll go to, like, Index or I'll go to Fun Rock. Even during peak times, I'll make the best of it and I'll enjoy it. Yeah. And I'll find out how to be encouraging. Like, if there's, like, a lot of lines and if I hear I'm talking with someone and maybe they're, which it's happened once, but, like, maybe they're kind of complaining about it, I'll point off to, like, some other, like, you know, adjacent crag that no one sure. usually goes to. Sure. Yeah. you yeah, know? Because, like, I want, I, I want whatever I can be to be a positive influence on myself and other people.
2: Yeah.
0: Almost. I'm almost... Um, for that situation, because I think it's a problem. Just like parking's a problem, right? Like you, we complain about traffic, but like this is a cool fucking spot to live. So mm. of course, other people are gonna live here, and I want people to live here. I don't want it to be. Yeah, you, you got to deal with these things, and I like the way that you look at it because it seems like you have this interesting balance of like, like wanting these like isolated experiences, and then also you obviously value and partake in. Very
1: social experiences. Yeah. Well, what are the experiences if you're just experiencing yourself? It's a little bit like you know, spanking the yeah, of exactly. You know? It <laughs> so, is. Yeah, like, trying but, to shoot targets on the ceiling.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly.
1: So, but you know, it, it's it's a balance. Like you also you don't want to see them getting overrun. But it's so it, I don't know, like. I like the, the balance out here and that the the climbing, I kind of like that the climbing, the majority of the climbing, that where mm-hmm. I go to isn't, it, it falls short of world-class, mm-hmm. and that's okay with me because it, it does keep the crowds down, but you know, mm-hmm. because it's still really good, and you know, mm-hmm. there's great climbs out there, and um, and there are people that are willing to to trek way out there and, and, and share this experience with you, and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just right now, I like the the circle that that goes out and enjoys these areas because mm-hmm. they don't they don't get overrun. But yet you're sharing something that yeah. is special to. I mean, the area's is are really special to me. In Cumberland Crag's very mm-hmm. special to me, and um, I want to share that with people. Yeah. It's just not everybody exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly <See? laughs>
0: and yeah. it's that push and pull once again you'll fight you'll not fight with it, but you'll you'll deal with it for the rest of your life you know you'll you'll go back and forth because you are you're even a community member, you yeah. are responsible for bringing people into the community and like so it's just something you know yeah and so,
1: natu- happen naturally and yeah. i love it it's 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 yeah. great, I love it when people get stoked to to go out there and yeah, we had a crack cleanup out that that way, and um, it was it was really cool to, you know, people that yeah. knew that they'd be going there that day and, and may not revisit it because they're moving on. We're a navy navy guy, uh, a couple oh, navy yeah. guys in particular, and uh, yeah. but they came out there and put put some elbow grease into the area. It's just like so so cool that they would do that, you mm-hmm. know, and, and to put that the time to improve an area that they they know yeah, they're not gonna yeah. right there. frequent forever, but. See, and that's the beautiful thing, man. You know, and like, uh, what,
0: what was one of your favorite routes or the most like memorable routes? Maybe the most the route that you're most proud of for setting. For setting, yeah, in the outdoor, obviously. Uh, <laughs> What's the most in- proudest indoor route you've ever set? No, I'm just kidding.
1: Well, the green one on Anchor 21 is just awesome. (laughs) Never changed it in three years. That's right. We're never going to change it. I'm going to epoxy them to the wall. (laughs) It's that good. Uh, Oh, man. off it's funny like my my most proudest uh, uh routes i put up are actually single pitch i've done a couple alpine routes i haven't you know put up a lot but mm-hmm. um especially like, when you look at Bordeaux and like you know, the yeah, prolific but, climbers see, that um, i just with, really have
0: that comes into the different thing though because like i like i've talked with brian and it's like you know he's he's got his his 514 that he's projecting mm-hmm. and then he's got his routes that he's setting and then like that's it, and then everything else is like it just. Not, he doesn't state it that way. Someone put words in his mouth, but everything else is not on his highest priority list. Right, right? right. He's and focused. Like, he is very focused,
1: and uh, yeah,
0: and you can tell that he doesn't. He's not missing some other things, right? And mm-hmm. the and
1: how you can be a climber and be in that community. Right, right, right. right. No, it's uh, I'm proud of them all. I, I, mm-hmm. I it's it's fun. It's an adventurous thing to mm-hmm. be the first one up, even if. It's, little boulder or whatever it's just just a unique um experience and it it becomes quite addictive I I can Mm -hmm. see how you know people like Bordeaux or any of these guys that are developers and um they uh it's once you get a taste for it it's it's hard to it's hard not to want to do get more (laughs) yeah if uh, you could
0: like nail it down like what is like What does that appeal for you? Is it just... Like that exploration and
1: and yeah, it's, it's the both the adventure it's a feeling of like you you are giving something to the climate community mm-hmm. i guess to a certain extent i mean i i don't know how much that really means yeah. to be honest but you know especially like the some of the routes i'm most proud of like tradical mm-hmm. uh up at iron mountain I, I i don't think it's even been repeated yeah. <laughs> so, like <laughs> what i'm contributing with that to society is like next to nothing mm-hmm. but um but I've had so much. Like, I had such, like, personal battles with that route. And it's, wow. you know, it's not like it's the hardest route in the world. But for mm-hmm. me, it was, like, a, a great challenge and uh, took some scary whippers on it. And, you know, wow. I'll never forget some of the battles that I had on this. So that one definitely yeah, is up there. How, how does
0: something like Tratical work? Are you, like, do you start from the ground up or do you somehow get
1: to the top of the cliff or the mountain and then lower down. Uh, yeah. I mean, anything like a Cumberland Crag is you, you have to, you know, it's not, it's good rock, mm-hmm. but there are, there's going to be some blocks that need, need to be knocked off. And, and so, um, yeah, anything up in Cumberland I've never done anything ground up out there. It's mm-hmm. always been on So with that said, I've never onsited a, a damn thing. out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's like one of the other guys put something up, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's uh yeah, always wrap wrap down, clean it up, see what I like to try to use gear um when whenever possible. Well, why do you uh, do that? Uh, I just I just feel like that's the the you know, it's Cause when you're, trying to be pure. And right? when you're I guess.
0: bolting too, you leave like a permanent um like scar on the rock. Like you permanently alter the rock, right? if you were to bolt it so you want to avoid that when necessary is that playing it too do you not do people not think
1: yeah, about that i mean it kind of depends the area like yeah. uh, area like cumberland i don't worry about the pristine uh, the, of the rock so much mm-hmm. it's more of like uh the, it's the game i like to play ah, I, li- I, I like see. to place gear when you can and mm-hmm. and but you know at the same time i'm not like Especially being a dad, nah, mm-hmm. I'm not crazy enough. I, I need to clip a bolt if there's a yeah, <laughs> too exactly. big of a gap there. So is that where that comes in? Is like
0: you don't you're you're climbing above the last piece of gear you put in, and you're like, oh, this is if I fall, I could probably get really hurt, and it's too run out. So I should put a bolt here. Is that how the reasoning looks for you?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely okay. noticed like my <laughs> bolt spacings of recent years have gotten a little yeah. bit closer together. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's uh yeah i guess i just sort of try to think of what what's reasonable for me because yeah. ultimately like i'm i'm the one that wants to climb this thing it's yeah. it's likely like in the case of trackle nobody's mm-hmm. ever and people have top roped and stuff but nobody's really mm-hmm. cared about repeating it so it's um i was doing it for for me and mm-hmm. and anybody within our little circle that wants to 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 do it you know so i I guess uh well that well, that one is special to me because I didn't have to put any bolts mm-hmm. from one i i it just feels good when if you can complete a pitch or a route or yeah. um whatever even um, doing routes over like that, it feels really good to be able to just like especially when
0: I have to like go into like this you know you're going out, and I feel like in nature. And then I'm climbing up this mountain, and I ghost the mountain by, like, placing all his gear. And then the only thing that's left are, like, slings, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there is something weird about that. I'm definitely a trad dad,
1: so it's like... <laughs> yeah, no, it feels like, good. To do it. it feels like you're doing it in, in, I don't know, in good good form, in, if you could do it that way. But uh, with that said, like, some of my favorite routes <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that I've done or put up are have a bolt here and there too mm, so mm-hmm. and and it opens up some beautiful movement so i i i'm not i don't want to pretend like i'm like some hardcore traddy or anything mm-hmm. like that either i just i you know i just do i guess like when i'm sat in the room, i think about what, like what's going to challenge me but uh-huh. within reason so and and hopefully that'll translate into something that you know the way that somebody else would see it too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's always going to be somebody be like, "Why did you put a bolt there?" Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you could just ran it out to that next piece or put a fiddled in a little RP or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have school tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm closing in on the
0: thing that I wanted to talk about. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. No, we, then fine. we really started talking about climbing, yeah. and that's when I get really jitty. Yeah, I just got I just started to nerd out about now. <laughs> well, before too, but lighting is
2: cool. <laughs> oh yeah. oh
1: god! And I got uh, scared
0: when it was raining really hard on a multi pitch. Uh, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> oh, oh, raining is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that's why. Yes, yeah, steak is already ready. You can make the mud cake. This will all go on the podcast. This is my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you got a good kid there. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I, so. I'm faster than you. <laughs> he thinks I'm slow. <laughs> Maybe I am. I definitely am. Whether it's climbing or running or talking or even playing video games with my son, I can be slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um,
1: you're in a hurry. I know you're yes. in a hurry to get get through life now, yeah, yeah. but believe me, you're going to want it to slow down eventually.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> climbing has also helped him get his own
1: <laughs> I was just going to say, that Cups was a mighty nice undercling you just said there. <laughs> hey. <laughs> You've been practicing, huh? (laughs) Good good footwork, Yeah. yeah maybe that's the key for the junior team I need to put like some hot chocolate packages. oh that would be
0: perfect <laughs> and then put like the microwave over off on the other route oh dude it's yeah like...
1: they'd be sending like no other
0: <laughs> it'd be like balance the cup in one hand and climb with one one hand and two feet yeah the
1: can, they're over the candy canes I yeah. was working for a little while oh did I you like put like, candy
0: you know, canes throughout yeah oh. yeah
1: BT we hang the candy canes up there And I thought about doing that on um, on
0: Erie with them one time oh, which yeah. is like I did I used to do cars Where I would like Cause I do like I really like the low fifth um, Like trad And I could throw a top rope on it Right mm-hmm. And then um, It's kind of like a little me- Opportunity to meander You know Make yeah. your own choice mm-hmm. um, And I'll hide cars And I'll be like How many cars can you find and then that kind of helps get them out of that mindset of usually just racked with fear. Make a right? game out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, 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 that's cool. I Need to kind of improvise something for my daughter. I think she's she's got all the skills, strong little thing, mm-hmm. and uh, just uh, for whatever reason, just you know lacks the confidence of yeah. knowing that she can do that, and, and she doesn't like being really uncomfortable. For, that's for, for long how my time. son is too, because he's just like. Like, yeah, I want to do
0: it. And then he gets up and he's like, oh, I'm scared. And I'm like, it's all right. Like, then I go through those things of, you know, helping him through it and stuff and then yes, offering him. You ate all the cookies? <laughs> you <laughs> ate all the cookies and then I ate what was left. Busted. There's <laughs> <Just> two. <laughs> I, you're having a mug cake. No, because I wanted
2: to
0: go hide them from you. Mm. <laughs> I hid them from you in my belly. <laughs> Okay, um, but oh, don't, Joey. <laughs> oh, I see you're frustrated. And it's even like that with the um the Alpine when I took him up South or the Winter Spire. He's like, yeah, I really want to do it. I'm like, are you sure you want to do this? He's like, Yeah, yeah. And then I take him, and then he was like super in a great mood all the way through the approach, which was like. I, don't know, I think it's like two and a half miles, and it's yeah. pretty steep towards the end. the so
2: approach.
0: Yeah, hey. it took him like I think we just got there at seven, got done at like eight thirty nine, and then he started the climbing. And um, and like <laughs> the first pitch, he's just like, "This is." He was super scared, mm-hmm. and he's climbed, you know, for a lot before that. And those are those moments where it's like, do I just keep take, making him go, or do I go back? Mm-hmm. And those push and pulls, you know, and it's like kind of a gray area where you draw the line because um he's still moving and he's still like he'll be calm and then not right and then right. one thing led to another and we got all the way up till the till the very end over this the big boulder that you had to traverse over because mm-hmm. i just took him up you know like the south the yeah thing. has the one like one or three low fifth moves yeah. and then it's about it yeah yeah it was, chill. it was cool now he talks about it and he's like that
1: was so awesome and yeah. i'm like i thought i was for,
0: a you won't forget about that terrible trip, parent
1: <laughs> when i grow up <laughs> do you do you like climbing yeah. right on yeah yeah that's uh i know it's hard to know how much to push and and uh, I, I I would like to talk to mike lebecky and, and just mm-hmm. find out like have you ever had to put or was it just like his daughter was so interested in what because he would just th- you know take off on these yeah. expeditions and be missing in action for a month yeah. but and was it just her uh desire to be with her dad that mm-hmm. drew her to that or did she was she curious and did she like climb in general and what was it that yeah kinda brought her there but Like, I even when I was even watching and learning
0: about him, I think, didn't he? Yeah, he had like a real rock um, film, Mm -hmm. and that's where it got to the point. I'm like, like, I was cringing for me, right? I usually, when, (laughs) when I look at people, I usually try to think of them like. Because I'm just still curious. I'm, we're yourself, all still figuring yeah. it out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, I can't do that. But that does look kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get to the point to where they're, like, talking about co-parenting. And then they say that, like, when he is around, even the daughter did get, like, sad when his baby. Hey, but when he is around, um, you... Okay, can you move it? You can move it. Mm-hmm. When he is around though, he's like Sorry, at all of the the children events and he's like a hundred percent there for his daughter, and then you see it click, and I'm just like, Oh, that is that that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And that that kind of goes to like, I guess I'd end it with that, which is like it's not what you do, but how you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, like whatever you're doing, it's just how you how you manage this relationship with the people now, what's around
2: the
0: you. Because it's open. mug cake mug cake oh diabetes in a cup (laughs) i have a hard time with sugar but i've learned it was funny because i'm like i'm not disciplined i eat whatever i want and then i have bad cavities and then i learned to become disciplined and okay okay i learned to become disciplined and then one day i'm at disneyland with him and he's like you want some ice let's eat some ice cream together dad and i'm like that's bad for me and I'll get you some. And he's like, Aw. And then I like had a bite of his ice cream and that, that stuck with me. And I look back on it. I'm like, oh discipline? You mean neurotic? And
2: then yeah. I'm like, ha,
0: ah, you went from no no discipline to discipline to <laughs> neurotic. And then I
2: went right in right, right right, the way, yeah. right in the right like, away. Oh yeah.
0: And then I looked at like how he is with like with food and stuff. I tell him about it, but I'm like, maybe
1: maybe it's not always that bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We, Gotta be a kid You're a healthy Active kid You don't have to worry About these Diabetes Childhood (laughs) Diabetes (laughs) Kind of stuff No, he's fine. Look at Yeah, oh. he is. He has it all over it's his face. <laughs>
0: Sugar is your oxygen. So, like, <laughs> yeah, because when, when you pull go. really hard one way, they just run the other way, don't they? <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, I just, him and I have, like, had this ongoing kind of, like, just, like, poking at each other mm-hmm. with it. It's fun. There's
2: nothing in there.
0: It's probably because you didn't. Oh, you didn't stir that very well. Oh. <laughs> I think you ate a lot of it. It's questionable. <laughs> oh, that looks beautiful. Hot. Come here, are you okay? Mm. Can I and have then,
2: another one. What? <laughs> it does not burn. It's not broken.
0: Anyways, this it's is like rock climbing doing. and mug caking. It looks <laughs> It looks good. It looks good. Uh, Mmm, mmm. Mm. That's delicious. It's like a creme brulee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ooh, I made good creme brulee. You hungry? No. <laughs> <sugar>. <laughs> <Right. Sugar.
2: laughs> yes. I need to have another one.
0: No, that's that's good. No, that's a, what
1: that's, happened? Did you eat it? Did yeah, it I don't know what happened
0: there. No. Oh, gosh. It's supposed to be up to there. Maybe Pikachu ate it all. Yeah, I think Maybe Pikachu that. did. Let me this one away. No, don't throw that one away. No. <laughs> no
2: this one's burnt. Okay. Dad will
0: eat it. <laughs> yeah. because <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I like the sugar, I'm be honest.
3: you Dad. <laughs> uh, What's that jacket for? All right.
1: <laughs> That's for keeping me warm.
0: Uh, is there um, anywhere that people can find out more about your gym, Brandon?
1: Yes, uh, check out www.riverstoneclimbinggym.com. And do you have any um, where can people learn more about your like climbing and
0: stuff? Like do you have any records like first ascents or any guidebooks or anything?
1: Got a guidebook uh, Skagit what do they call that? Skagit yeah. County yeah. Crags. Yeah, I um, think that's the county we're in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's yeah. a there's a couple uh, left I think <laughs> in print. I, I was thinking about maybe Mm-hmm. not printing for for a little bit and try to do a new book. Oh Because really? there's been a lot of new happenings. So mm-hmm. um yeah we got Tyler Hill and David Swain and and they've been doing some route setting of their own out, out oh, they there. Have. So it's uh, it's nice. It's great to get the new janitor. And I'm still sending like you know a route a year, per year kind of mm-hmm. out there. And um and then uh yeah you can check out any like Roots that um, I set one, a couple routes in Darrington. You can check out Mountain Project and get all the Cumberland Crag stuff out there. Yeah. Um, you did set someone on Illusion Wall, right? Just the page, and then I did a little help with the Excalibur. You um, no, spent quite awesome. a bit out there with. Oh, God. Oh. Can we do a round two? Huh? Can <laughs> we do a round two? Round two. Oh, <laughs> that's what I know. Yeah, I down the road. I'll give you a lot I of time. I could jibber-jabber for hours. I could, my... too. I want, to talk about,
0: I want to talk about Chris and
1: Darrington and Yeah, oh, yeah. you could do a whole... I no. You could do three segments on Chris Grail and, um, yeah, those guys and mm-hmm. the whole Darrington thing and... Uh, other good partner of mine, Rad Roberts, who I kind of disconnected with um, for the last few years. But we, we did some pretty cool things together, too. mm mm-hmm. um, He's, he's developed that Exit 38 Shang, Shangri-La area. Oh, good.
0: I haven't checked that out yet. It's
1: pretty cool. It's just I think it's the best area in, in Exit 38, oh, no. to be honest. But Really? Not, I haven't done any in that past area, but I do want to check them out. The bad. rock's exceptional. The only, the only thing I don't like about it is the car noise. There's a lot of car noise, but it's it's mm-hmm. definitely, if you're down in that area, definitely mm-hmm. check it out. There's some some of the better routes at 38 around there, as far as I'm concerned. You on the 10 to 12 range. 10 know. to 12 range. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then yeah, we did uh something on Sloan Peak. Um I think I put a little blurb on Mountain Project, I'll call it the Diamond in the Rough. I don't know if it's seen a repeat. So, we are pretty or, active on Mountain Project
0: in the forums pretty, and stuff pretty, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense Yeah you shit post All the time You're a big I troll shitpost. right? That's always what I, always. Yeah. I love to Terrible. just
1: Rip the people mm-hmm. Can't spell the that. Either <laughs> 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 There There
0: There <laughs> That was me on the back
1: <laughs> uh, No yeah. Uh, I Yeah definitely overpost for the, the Cumberland Crags area. Really? <laughs> I've never been
0: on the forums at all and i got to get
1: up on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, no, so I'm like, n- yeah. Not too much ranting, but just like Damn, probably what? too much beta spewing and I, I just tend to do that. I like, do that all the time, man. First, you're going to get this left-hand crimper and then you're going to do <laughs> underclean. And, then, <laughs> yeah, and so. then you're going to do a Superman and pray for Jesus. Like, Man, I can't even <laughs> on-site this thing. <laughs> <anyways."> <laughs> uh, that's funny. It's no. alright. I spray beta, too. I think it's because I like to teach people. Like, I, yeah. and you know what? That that's, is what it is, and yeah. uh, sometimes uh, you know, people tell me, "Okay, I don't need your help on this one, Rand." Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been told that yet, but
0: I've been afraid for that day. I watch you eat it raw. Put it in there. I will f- I'm afraid for that day to come. But the reality is, is that reminders is not death, and that's reminders is, I mean, people don't like. People hate you. Mm. It's just you know, criticism. That's all. Yeah, it's important to learn
1: how to take it. I suppose. Well, yeah, and occasionally it could be life saving beta, so. Certainly. That looks like cookie dough, mm-hmm. not cake. No. Are, you haven't cooked it yet? okay, I was going to say. That's <laughs> no, <not> liquidy. this <laughs> going on, man? Oh,
0: you're just going to eat it like that,
2: Rob? This is what I'm telling Dude, you. you. You're stick crazy. it back in
0: there. Oh, I'm terrible. They say you shouldn't eat raw cookie dough, and it's like, oh. Uh. It's going to stick in your gut. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: All that loud stirring noise is my son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But come check check mm-hmm. the gym out, and uh, yeah. It's, it's check an awesome Check out community. stuff on... Uh, on Mountain Project and all that stuff. Absolutely. Thanks,
0: Brandon. I can't wait to climb some of your outdoor hills, yeah, too. Yeah. No, let's
1: go climb soon. Uh, right now, it's snowing, so it's us probably do. snowboard snowboarding and sledding <laughs> or something, but yeah. uh, <laughs> when the sun comes, we'll get out for sure, man. Yeah, thank, you for, thank you for yeah, having me. Thank you, for, you
0: guys for checking it. out the podcast. Woo! I loved getting to talk to Brandon. It's really cool being able to talk to someone from the other side of the fence. He's been... Practicing his craft for a lot longer than I have been. And, you know, he's a dad. I love watching people take different twists and turns. Or just twists and turns in general, right? I I feel like it's art. Or it's really hard to to say that it's, like, ugly or pretty. But it's just often interesting. You know, short of doing anything... Insane and treacherous and malevolent as a parent, right? There's just so much, like, beautiful mess. We're all, like, trying to do our best and we make, you know, mistakes. And we also do some really cool shit. And if I could talk to anyone, you know, about their own experience and the decisions that they made... It's a blast But with Brandon Like It is so cool To be able to listen To his experience Setting those routes In the Cascades And trying to find His own adventure It's wild That you can get Like something like Almost expedition-esque Perhaps in your own backyard And that's not dramatizing it Because once you get Off the ground Like The situation becomes real It doesn't feel Like it's manicured Right It where you are completely goes away, other than I think the first moves that are above you. It's fun. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to um, support the podcast and get over to becominghumanpodcast dot com, find us on social media at becominghumanpodcast and tell your friends to share and leave a review on iTunes, Google Play the bathroom stall, wherever you happen to listen to this. I mean, like, if we could just get a few more signatures inscribed in the bathroom stall of your nearest truck stop, I believe we would start trending on back pages. (laughs) I don't know if that's good or bad, but let me consult the internet technicians and I'll return. Have a great week, y'all. Thank you for your support. Bye.
3: I'm wander with the feedback hunger mother never under breath Says treat the world Like you love it And that's how You'll be treated back I seldom hesitate When calling to the light Because I know There's someone else alive Who feels the same as I do If I take a stand And follow my God Perhaps I become The leader in the eyes If I go blind Tomorrow still Caught in the past Not afraid to admit If lost I gotta ask What's the task I've been given Cause if I miss what I pass On the path when it twists There be no turning In the visit Like it already happened But didn't I'm not alone That's all I really need For the comfort and realization That nothing is guaranteed I want nothing in return but the piece said something so then once I find out where it was I'd say I knew and so I don't To preserve my inner child, enter winter as a sinner, man. Forgive the saint, night and shining on my first to picture what it's like to sing. Swim. It all comes in waves, so concerned with the ending that the moment drifts away I don't float like I used to, so I refuse to promote self-control if it's suited to abuse you Let the swings sway sideways, blacked out, set springtime fever-free with the breath stretched out Stressed out from the beast that I know something's sold If I find out where it was, I'd say I knew and so I don't Yet I'm grateful when I stop in my tracks and think about what I haven't said I'm falling in that trap again of where my son's afraid to go. If I tickle, let it touch, it's just enough to make it grow. If I let it get too close, then I suppose it